Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, uh, a podcast brought to our community by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte Unified School District. I'm Jeff Harris. I am the superintendent for the county and district schools. And joining me today on our podcast are Leslie Machado, our director of curriculum and instruction. Hello. And Ray Fearing, the director of innovation and special projects and principal at Mountain School. Hello. So, um, Thank you both for giving up some time to to come in and talk a little bit about what I think is probably one of the most exciting things that our district's done in a long time. And that is, I think it's a hugely comprehensive, we'll call it summer school, but we hope that anybody listening to the podcast doesn't have that connotation at the end of the conversation. So, um, so just to kind of give everybody a little bit of background, um, COVID, prior to COVID, the the state was really looking at some financial hardships. Um, now that COVID has come and we're kind of coming to the end of the um, framework for a safer economy in June, uh, we're hearing from the state and from the federal government that this has been an incredibly, um, uh, we'll say, productive year on the fiscal front. And so schools were given a chunk of money to really address learning loss mitigation and acceleration um, of student learning. And so we were kind of tasked as a district with saying, okay, so how do we really do this? Because we know we've talked to all of you who are out there. We've, we've heard about the struggles that families have had of students not being able to, to log in of um, only being able to come to school twice a week in person and having to do the other three digitally, it's caused some hardships on a lot of our families. For some, it worked great. Uh, but for others, you're really looking forward to this in-person piece. So um, we'll kind of dive in here and just kind of talk about something you're all probably familiar with. Uh, we weren't able to do it last year, but it's been one of the most successful summer programs we've had. And Ray, that's Minecraft. So that Minecraft camp, tell us a little bit about what you guys do there. Well, this year we're excited to have our sixth annual. We did have to take a year off during COVID when we couldn't um, do it in person. But we do have uh, Chris Scott coming back to do Minecraft camp with our students. And he's the author of two Minecraft STEM books, very successful books that um, teaches families how to use Minecraft together to uh, engage students, um, build all kinds of skills from collaboration and creativity to critical thinking. And um, it's a great platform for students to meet up virtually. Um, what we're doing with Minecraft STEM Camp is students will be doing both in-game and out-of-game activities. This is a very popular feature of our, our camp. And so they spend some time in Minecraft, which is a virtual world where they build and construct amazing things together and sometimes individually and do different tasks and adventures in the game. And then they come out of the game and we're actually building things um, with our hands. And this year, the theme is space. So we are going to be focusing on some cool Mars themed activities. So, so Ray, I do have to ask you. Mm -hmm. So, OK, so I'm a parent sitting at home. And I've, I've struggled with my kids staring at a screen for 18 months, right? Um, now, I know the answer to this, but I just want you to kick it in there. Why would I bring, why would I have my child sign up for a video game class? What, right, what's that outcome? So it's space and Mars. That sounds fun. It's a virtual world. I want my kid to experience the real world. <laughs> 
Well, Minecraft is great for, for many things. One, um, in the education field, it allows us to tie in um, cross-curricular themes. So they do math, they do science, they do language arts, there's even history um, and other subjects that can be addressed within Minecraft. So it's a very powerful tool. Um, that students can use to engage in lots of different learning. Um, what, what's nice about what we do is we don't keep them in the game all day. We don't want them staring at a screen and getting carpal tunnel, you know, by <laughs> running the... Um, but it, it allows them to apply that learning and to see what they do, you know, when they game at home and we've got kids that use all kinds of games, um, they don't always see the internet or games um, or technology as a way to learn. And Minecraft does that really well. And so it's a way for them to apply that learning outside of the game. So mm -hmm. they will they will look at virtual environments in the game and then spend time out of the game um, investigating um, like the Mars rover pers um, Perseverance or the drone helicopter on Mars Integrity. They're going to spend some time learning about those things and applying it to real world scenarios, which will hopefully encourage kids to leave games and leave screens and maybe find out more, talk to people, learn um, about those things, you know, as they move forward. Well, and so it, it, it really is that that high interest real world application, because I know that that you, Leslie, and I have talked before in different venues about the fact that our kids learn things, but sometimes they learn them out of context or they learn them in one way. But I think one of the failings many times of, of education in general is that applicability is the ability to take it, the ability to utilize that skill or that knowledge across content to embed those critical thinking skills into how they just approach life in general and problem solving in general. And that's kind of what Minecraft does, right? I mean, that's what you were saying. It is. And another big feature um, is the social aspect. So they learn that the person on the other end of the game that's playing with them um, at Minecraft camp is also in the room with them and that how we behave and treat people online, it affects real people in the real world. And so we do a lot of building of those skills about how to be kind, neighborly, supportive, and collaborative. And those are skills that they need in anything they do in life. Digital citizenship, mm -hmm. the opposite of Facebook. All right. So, um, so, so Leslie kind of going along that same path. I mean, while Minecraft camp is really going to be popular, I think every year it, it maxes out, right, Ray? It does. And, um, we'll talk about when signups will be available and you want to be be on there right away because it does fill up very quick yeah. and we only have the the 30 spots available. It sells out. No, we're not selling tickets. We're, it, it is just a first come first serve. Um, but Leslie, so talking about a really high interest opportunity or multiple opportunities for students over the summer, um, tell us a little bit about what's going on with, we'll call it summer school, but what are we really calling it? We're calling it Reimagine Summer. So we don't we want to keep the school out of the title. It's summer programs. Um, we're offering two two week sessions. Uh, the first session is July 12th through the 23rd, and the second session is August 2nd through the 13th. So one of the cool parts just about the way that it's been scheduled is we do have some students who participate in extended year programs um, through our special education program. We also have uh, high school students that will be going to credit recovery right after school's out if they need that. So even if students are participating in credit recovery or the extended year program, they can still do both of these sessions, right, if they choose to? Absolutely. Yeah, we designed it that way so it wasn't hopefully um, conflicting with anything else. And in terms of the credit retrieval, you'll see mentioned on the flyer when this comes out later, we'll talk about, um, that it is, there will be 
sending out invitations, personal invitations to those students who need the the credit retrieval. So that won't be on this on this form that you're going to see. Good. Good. But yeah, because this the form that we'll we'll be posting and again, we'll just keep referring to that. So listen to the actual post date. Um the uh the form is only going to cover those two camps, correct? Correct. Yeah. And we do have for incoming kindergarten, um, we have, it's called Fresh Start. So for it's to get them ready, what, what strategies, uh, what skills, getting them used to being in school. Um, and it'll be taught by kindergarten teachers. That's available for both sessions all the way through um, incoming 12th grade. So we do have some exciting, high interest, hands-on um, summer programs that we're offering for those both sessions. So I've seen the list and there are Everything on the list is like super cool, right? Mm-hmm. Some of it, some of it, like the fresh start, I think is really good for um, for families, you know, to really say, okay, my child needs a little bit more support going back to school and being in person. Um, but just pick two or three from each session, and just to give folks kind of an idea of what might be available at different grade spans. Right. So I think what's interesting to know is that teachers created a lot of these. So yeah. these are passions that our teachers have and they want to share share them with students. So um, Lego Robotics is going to be available for grades one and two um, for both sessions. Uh, we have cooking and baking. Um, Lego Robotics also for grades three through five. Outdoor education, explore Del Norte, fitness camp, gardening, theater, ukuleles. <laughs> we got it all. <laughs> There's a lot there. Well, and the cool thing about all this, too, is, again, these are really high interest, and it sounds like summer camp. It does. Right? Yeah. But what is the... What, what's the insidious piece, right? What's the underlying component of what kids will be engaged with over the summer? I, I think we talked about this, you know, when I made meatloaf for my kids, um, they would eat it up because I'd cover it with ketchup. Um, but I always, you know, um, shred some zucchini and kind of put it in my meatloaf. So I kind of think of it that, that way. Um, it really is about getting kids out from behind a screen Um outdoor. So a lot of this is going to be outdoors, hands-on, getting used to though routines and procedures for school. We know that social emotional learning, our kids um, haven't had that consistently in a school setting. So offering that, but in a high interest way. And also, you know, as we talk about baking or we talk about some of these other things, there's also going to be um, the writing about the process. There's going to be the math and using fractions when we talk about a half a cup of this or a quarter cup of that and what that looks like. Um, Explore Del Norte. I think there are a variety of things that that are being talked about there with reading and writing and visiting historical sites and different things. Absolutely. Teachers can't help but teach. So if you're doing gardening, of course, you're going to be talking about your science and what's going on. Um, I think it's just natural, but they'll be doing it through um, high interest uh, activities such as gardening or baking or any of those. So. So we we know that they're kind of going to going to fall in two week sessions and and we've got about 30 sessions for each of the two week time periods. Um, so this is for you and Ray both. What are you guys looking at as far as time frames? Right. So um, what time should a family roughly and I know that the times may vary, but what time is the session going to start? What time is it over? Um is there transportation? Will they need a computer? Will they be able to get access to a computer? What What are you guys thinking about that? So they'll be from 8.30 to 12.30. At 8.30, they'll arrive, get breakfast, go into the classroom and eat. Um, and then at 12.30 um, is when the session ends. But 
there is also an after school program is going to be offering for K5 and 6 8 um, from 1230 to 430. There's an application. And when we get that out there, it'll be there as well. And that you can apply for that after school program, Kids First, from 1230 to 430. Um, and there's also transportation for session one and session two. Um, so that, and, and that is also part of the application when you register for a, a summer program session. Well, and, and in talking to, um, our nutrition services, um, not only are we continuing our seamless summer meals program, but we'll be making sure that, uh, when, when students come in the morning for the summer school, they'll have breakfast, uh, they'll be able to take lunch home for the following day. And then if they stay for the afternoon, then we also have the typical um, afternoon snack. And then they call it supper, uh, e- even, though our, even though our students would be leaving about 430. Um, Ray, what about Minecraft Camp? So Minecraft Camp will run um, August 2nd through the 6th. And it will be 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We do more of a full day program. Mm-hmm. Breakfast and lunch will be provided. Um, there shouldn't, there won't be transportation. And typically that's how we've done it, um, just because our time doesn't match up with when the buses are running. But um, parents will need to arrange to have their kids um, dropped off um, at nine and then picked up at three um, for the camp. So, you know, one question I, I can already envision is a family who says, you know, my child has not been able to get the COVID vaccine. I'm still a little concerned over the summer, especially with the large number of folks that we have that visit our area. And and I really don't want them to kind of come into town or be with other students, at least for now. You know, I, I may be looking forward to that in August, but I'm a little concerned right now. Has there been any thought um, about having a full virtual program for students? Quite honestly, no. We, we know that our kids want to be back and need to be back. Um, in person to practice routines and procedures. Um, We know that we're limiting it to 15 per class. And typically we do that for any summer program uh, because you want smaller groups for that um, intervention or closer contact with the instruction and the hands-on, whatever the activity is. Right. And I think when you're you're only looking at um, a teacher and, and a classified uh, staff member working with a small group of 15 students, it becomes much more um, individualized, personalized, that learning, they, even though it's a short period of time, they, they're able to build, able to build relationships. Um, Ray, and so I think the same question may come up with Minecraft is, well, it's online anyway, but you know, you addressed it a little bit earlier. It really is about building on and offline community. True. It is more than just the online experience. And so we want to have those small groups that students are able to fully active, actively participate in the activities and have that individual attention with the instructor and with the technologies they're using to maximize that experience. So we, we thought about doing fully online, but it's really hard to do as some of these activities are intense and take a lot of support. Mm-hmm. And we want those kids to be supported and have a great time. Well, and I think what all this comes back to as well as we have heard loud and clear from a variety of families over the past few months, students need to be back in school physically engaging with high quality um, instruction and, and experiences with highly qualified staff. And that's our goal this summer is really to make that happen in a way, number one, it hasn't happened before. And number two, in a way that really helps to 
fill some gaps and accelerate students so that they're more prepared to start in August. So, you know, I think if I were to ask you both, um, in thinking about outcomes, um, what might some of the outcomes of the summer program be? I mean, you've touched on it a little bit. Um, and then when, when, after we hear this, I, I want to just talk briefly and let folks know briefly about another program we're looking at using over the summer that's also going to be embedded in our summer school program that, that families may have some access to. Um, but, but again, just kind of recap quickly, what, what would you think that your summer program outcomes for students should be? What should parents really expect? I would expect that your students would enjoy coming every day, that they would like to be back on a campus with teachers, with other students, outdoor, hands-on, socializing, and in the meantime, learning some things. That's how we naturally learn is through play and through hands-on. So I would expect that they would get used to 20 minutes doing this, and then we have a routine and a procedure, and then we wait and eat, and at 1230, when you leave, you pick up the lunch and you go. But all of those schedules and everything and getting used to that before we, we start again in August. I agree, and I would just add it's important for them to get back together and learn how to be in a group and to work together and, and be kind and respectful. And, um, you know, when you've been away for this long and not on campus daily with students, you you forget some of those general things that we do to, um, you know, have a safe, respectful and responsible environment. So we want to start building those skills again. And I think they're going to have a blast doing it. What? And, and I think even and going back to what I was going to say that another program that we're looking at using, and this is even more of a more, more of a more, a more targeted um, way to kind of measure where students are and any, any progress that they make and actually help them again, get ready for the beginning of school, because we're looking at implementing a program called iReady. And iReady has already been utilized in some of our classes throughout the district. Um, Leslie, I think you and maybe Ray, you have talked a little bit about how we're using iReady this year uh, in in place of our state assessments. And so we're going to take those results from iReady. Um, Students will be enrolled in a, quote, summer program class. And then uh, their teachers will actually be able to dig into those results to assign them things to work on over the course of the two weeks that they're in the summer program, the teachers will be able to kind of tailor maybe some of those instructional pieces or some of the um, embedded components so that students really are working on areas where they need a little bit more support. Right. It's just going to give teachers more information about where students are and what are some of those holes that we need to fill um, before we start school in in August. So it's going to give more information to those teachers that can help students. So, you know, as we kind of wrap this up, we're at the end of our um, uh, time, but in thinking about summer school, I think the one thing I just want to remind anybody who's listening to the podcast is we have two sessions. So, so follow me, two sessions. And what were those dates again, Leslie? The first session is July 12th through the 23rd. The second session is August 2nd through the 13th. And Ray, the session for uh, Minecraft? August 2nd through the 6th. So, um, three opportunities, um, Minecraft and the first week of, uh, the second session of the summer program overlap, but you can sign your child up for any two of those. 
right? Correct. Or both. Or both. Um, so know that it, we're not limiting you to one session. Uh, just do know that if you do sign up for Minecraft camp, which is a, is a wonderful thing, you won't be able to participate in the, the first week of summer school, uh, in August. So, um, signups are essential because number one, it's going to, um, reserve your spot. It is first come first serve. Signups will help us determine where we're running buses. Signups will help our nutrition services make sure that we have food available at the site for your child. And then only for students that are signed up for our summer programs, we also have that extended day if you want to participate from 1230 to 430. Um, and one thing I realized we didn't talk about is where we were actually holding the summer school programs. So, um, Leslie, you want to talk about the actual summer program that you're doing, and then Ray, we can talk about Minecraft. Right. So for kindergarten through fifth grade, we are filling up Mary Peacock. We do have about six classes for overflow that will be at Best Maxwell, and those will typically be Best Maxwell teachers who have signed up to also teach. Uh, sixth through eighth grade will be at Crescent Elk, and ninth through twelfth grade will be at the high school. And Minecraft camp will be at Crescent Elk. All right. So everything's pretty close. Um, so now what the moment everyone's been waiting for at, at this point, we could probably insert a drum roll. Um, so registration for all of these programs um, opens tomorrow night, Friday night, May 14th at 5 p.m. Uh, if you're interested, again, in your child participating in the July summer program, two-week window, the August two-week window, or Minecraft camp, or two of those, um, sign them up. Get them in there. If we do have a waiting list, um, we will put students on a waiting list because we know things happen over the summer where, where folks say, you know, I, I, I can't make it. We thought we could or we now have a wedding or, or whatever. And remember, when you do put your child's name into the system, those are time stamped. And so we'll be going, we'll be using that time stamp as that kind of waiting list um, to get access to this uh, registration form. Go to dnusd.org. It'll be right there on the front page. You can dive right in tomorrow evening at five o'clock is when it opens. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to the district office tomorrow. You can get a hold of us at 464-6141. Um, and then uh, if it's a question specifically for Leslie or Ray, uh, when you call that number, they will put you through to their offices and uh, they'll answer any questions that you may have. So do either of you have anything else you'd like to add before we're done for today? No. Get ready. <laughs> Thank you. And we're excited. It's going to be a full summer. And I know the students are ready. Yeah. And, and again, we're looking forward to it. If we fill this, if we fill all of these things up, we'll be able to, to serve almost a thousand students over the course of the summer, which is probably one of the biggest summer programs we've ever had. So um, thank you both for joining us and have a great weekend. <laughs>